All right. Good evening. Welcome to the Carl Rominger Show. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about, well, I think I made a challenge earlier. If anybody has information on election fraud, uh, I wanted you guys to call in and talk to me about it. I want to know what you knew about, uh, what makes you sure that there's fraud going on out there, and what that evidence might be. Uh, I have some ideas, but if you have any actual evidence, you want to bring it on or you want to discuss what you think you know to be true, uh, we'll see what we can find out. I'm calling that the uh, fraud, election fraud grift. Um, I'm also calling that uh, Trump derangement syndrome, although I've been told I can't co-opt the term that you guys have already used to describe uh, uh, rabid anti-Trumpers or Democrats who go crazy about Trump. Um, I've, I've coined it to be people who can't find that Trump did anything wrong, you know. As a form of Trump derangement syndrome, if 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 I say Trump screwed something up, um, or he was grifting you to collect two hundred fifty million dollars, uh, the number to call in with all that information about the election fraud that you know did happen is seven one seven nine zero six five three one nine seven zero six. I'm like actual TV here; things are falling out. Seven one six seven one seven nine zero six five three one nine. So give me a call. Uh, 717-906-5319, and we'll discuss uh, the fraud that you uh, you think you know about. Uh, if you guys will throw up a few chats, I always appreciate that. That way I'll give you a shout out, and I know what's going on. Uh, we should be live on the air. Uh, you guys gave $250 million. I mean, maybe not you literally, but a bunch of you gave $250 million to Trump to help fight election fraud. And I want to find out what that was all about. I want to find out who gave how much uh, locally, if anybody, and what you thought it went for and discuss what it did go for. Uh, did you know, for instance, that Don Jr.'s fiance commanded $60,000 to talk uh, at that event? I don't know. Maybe you don't care. Maybe it's a, a nothing burger that somebody got $60,000. Uh, a lot of you are complaining about uh, the price of gas, uh, and I want to talk about that as well. Uh, I did a little, a little digging, a little research. Uh, did you know, and again, I'm just going to throw this at you, we're at 12 uh, million barrels a day, which is the highest we've been since March. Uh, under Trump, we hit almost 13 million barrels a day for a couple of months. Uh, when he took office, we were doing substantially less oil than we were doing now, yet prices are super high. How can you explain us being down only so much oil and the prices being so high? Well, Tucker Carlson finally brought a guest on, I think from Manhattan Institute or somewhere like that, who started to echo some of the things I've been saying on this show now for about a month, which is the Jones Act. Uh, which is, we talked about ethanol, uh, and that's been fleshed out on my Facebook page um, and those issues. So we know, like I say, we know uh, that there are plenty of additional causes of uh, uh, oil's high price, fuel's high price, and I maintain its refinery capacity. And it's the fact that Wall Street doesn't want to cheapen your oil because it's good for investment returns. And they're not going to help you out. The Saudis, nobody, everybody's on a big cash grab right now, and they're going to ride that out. But 
any of the stuff you hear, like for instance, uh, it's the leases. Biden won't give new leases. 11% of all fracking happens on public land. Those leases only apply to federal public land. That's 11% of where fracking occurs. 95% of all current and new drilling is frac style drilling, which means that this, these, these leases you keep hearing about only affect about 10% of 95% of the drilling. So about 9% of the available drilling. So it's not the leases holding back massive drilling. Uh, it may be slowing some things down on federal land, but there are more rotary rigs up and running than there were uh, for a long time now. So again, uh, the reason your oil prices are so high uh, is not Joe Biden and this FJB that people like to post whenever they're confronted with anything, uh, like the fact that the U.S. was a net exporter of petroleum in 2021, not a net importer under Joe Biden. Uh, they, they throw their hands up in the air and say, oh, FJB, uh, way to go, Brandon. Those are great uh, sound bites, but they don't do anything to make you sound smart. And they don't do anything to help you understand why things are the way they are. Why are the things the way they are? Partly Democrats' fault. Long-term environmental policies um, signed off on by Republicans. So let me give you two examples. One is don't drill. Don't drill. Save the environment, right? Those are the Democrats. We can blame them. They've been doing that to us since the 70s. I always joke back when I was a kid in the 70s and 80s, uh, all those people wanted were windmills. Somebody finally gave them a windmill that works. And now the windmill kills too many birds and it's unsightly and they can't have it. So they'll always be uh, NIMBY whiners. Um, Republicans are NIMBY whiners too. Rick DeSantis uh, down in Florida, you guys want to make the next president of the United States, didn't want any drilling off the coast of Florida because oh, he was going to fight Trump on it. So he got Trump to agree because no drilling down there. So Rick DeSantis prevented the drilling off the coast of Florida. But I don't see one of you guys getting mad about that. I see anybody, whenever I put posts, that people are like, oh, are we talking about who cares? Because if you want to be consistent, if you want to say that anybody who was opposed to drilling, who prevented drilling, uh, has to go or can't be trusted or needs to straighten out their act, then you better get on your little horn and call up your buddy Rick DeSantis down in Florida and ask him why he refused to allow anybody to drill down there. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Why would I say that? I would say it because it's true. All right. Now, the other one. Uh, so that was example of of Democrats and some Republicans being opposed to new drilling. The other area where Republicans are the leaders as opposed to the Democrats are in the farm belt with the ethanol and renewable uh, energy credits and RINs and all these sorts of things where refineries have to pay big bucks to either use ethanol or not use ethanol and pass all that made up cost onto you. Um, but there's not a Republican in the Midwest. There's not a Democrat in the Midwest. There's not a senator or a rep from the farm belt who doesn't think that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. All right. So it's a bipartisan problem. And the lack of uh, infrastructure and the lack of participation in infrastructure and the lack of uh, anybody coming in and building out the refineries. Now, some of you will say, oh, well, but Biden killed the X Keystone XL pipeline. No, he killed phase five, the Keystone XL pipeline. Most of the pipeline's up and running. That would have brought about another 500,000 barrels per day of crude oil down to the Gulf, which was for export. It was for refinement somewhat. 
and export. Uh, remember, we export tons of oil from the United States. In fact, we exported last year, 2021, I think it was 8 million barrels per day, give or take. Um, and most of that came down from Canada uh, or from Texas uh, because of the Jones Act, which is the other big pillar that neither side wants to repeal because, well, it really helps big shipbuilding companies like Mitch McConnell's family uh, and transportation entities like them and helps uh, people like unions in the shipbuilding yards. So none of that stuff's getting fixed. But I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm gonna, I, you guys know I hate Tucker Carlson. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to see on his show the other night that he brought somebody on to talk about these things. Now, why did he bring somebody on to talk about these things? Uh, I think they're getting the message that it's not just FJB, let's go Brandon. It's a whole bunch more moving parts. Plus later someday when somebody says all he did was rail against Biden and missed the 10 other actual things, he'll pull that show out of the, you know, dust it off and say, oh, no, I was on to this stuff. Uh, but I would, you know, hopefully to think that perhaps uh, my, my uh, presentation from a few weeks ago is turkulated to the point where Tucker finally found out about it, which would be completely delusional on my part. So, but hey, we're all delusional, right? Because election night, I got this, let's talk to about election night delusions for a minute. I've got this gal, right? And uh, I don't know if you guys are getting uh, uh, the chats or not. I don't know, because I always wonder about this system, if everything's... Uh, working cope aesthetically or not. Um, I know the feeds are up, um, but uh, uh, maybe I should double check that, right? See if, if in fact our feeds are up here. Uh, I never know because I have to do three things at once here. I sort of like the producer, the director, and the writer of this show. Um, and unfortunately also the on-air talent for you guys. Oh, yep, Don Stevens says, yo, he's up. All right, good, I'm getting chats on here. I just need a little feedback so I know I'm alive. You know, my my three listeners, at least one of them uh, has responded. So where I was going with the delusions, hey, William. Uh, so I've got, uh, I got Don here. I got William here. Proof, right? Oh, William's on. Oh, wow. I actually got somebody watching on the, uh, uh, the uh, YouTube. Okay. Anyhow. Um, yeah, there you go, Will. That's like Don. He's uh, Donald Stevens. He's the man. Very, very legendary. Uh, father of Apple. So anyhow, not Apple like the computer. I'd make him Steve Jobs, uh, not Don Stevens. Um, yeah, I'm on YouTube too, Don. Of course. I'm everywhere. I'm nationwide. Isn't that the song? Uh, anyhow, I was getting to this point of delusional, right? We just make up election fraud. Well, people are saying things like, well, you don't understand, Carl. I was watching TV in 2020 and things were different than any other year I ever watched it. And I'm thinking like, well, I watched it in 2020 and I remember staying up all night and Florida never got declared. It was the strangest thing. And then it turned into a big Supreme Court case, right? 20 years before that. So I don't think anybody watches a presidential election, expects it to go completely like every other year or every other election before it. Uh, but as the elections get closer and tighter, and we've had a few big horse races, um, you're going to see later and later into the evening, right? Um, people are like, oh, but you don't understand. They stopped counting in all these key states at the exact same time. How do you know that? Where do you get that information? When I ask people to source it, they can't source it for me. I watched a video a friend wanted me to watch. 
And they're like, yeah, the workers were putting ballots away because they thought they were supposed to put the ballots away and they were told they had to stay. So they got them back out. Uh, all investigation, no fraud. It was just a short clip of video that somebody showed and made it sound like with a voiceover some fraud was happening. Um, well, maybe you've seen it. Maybe you're sure fraud was happening there. But I've challenged you guys, right? I've, uh, I've challenged folks, uh, 717-906-5319, 717-906-5319, to just call in. I'll put you on the air, and you can tell me about the election fraud that you saw on the night in question, right? Um, you can tell me about the election fraud you're aware of through your aunts, uncles, cousins, dogs, nephew, uh, if you want. Obviously, we'll assume the quality of that allegation might, might be subject to dispute. But I'll give you an example. So, so if you're saying to me, you know, you know uh, we watched this for the first time and we've never seen fraud like that before. We do. Uh, Don says we need to get Olander on the air. Uh, that's Ron. Ron is a um, constant commenter on my Facebook. He just might be shy or has better things to do than to watch this show. Um, and William, by the way, thanks for thanks for tuning in. So. What I, what I would tell you, you know, they're saying, okay, so I watched this stuff and I'm, I'm sure that there was fraud because it was different. And I watched the election on a television, uh, like people did. And I am pretty certain from my spot in front of the TV, I couldn't see all 50 states, let alone all the precincts in all the jurisdictions. So I guess at one level, massive fraud could have been occurring without me knowing about it because I had no ability to see what was going on. And, almost every single election site in the country. On the other hand, nor could you, if no fraud was going on, keep your eye on all these election sites to see that no fraud was going on because we don't see everything that's happening. It sounds so obvious, right? But when people start telling you a story that from the news coverage somehow or from what was happening on election night in the comfort of their living room, they knew everything was different and they were sure everything was different. Um, so here comes Vance. What do you got to say? They did not put them away and then get them back out. They were put under the table when the table was put there in the early morning. Yeah, they're saying that what happened is those were all de-enveloped appropriately in front of the people in charge, um, that they put them in these suitcases or whatever they were, put them away, and then they were gotten back out when they were told they couldn't, they, they couldn't go home, that the election workers actually thought they were going to be allowed to go home and they were told they can't go home. And when that happened, uh, they disappointedly had to go back to work. Now, can I accept that explanation? Sure. Is it possible that explanation is a dirty lie? Oh, sure. Um, listen, it's really hard to drive to work in the morning on Interstate 81 or down any road if you just assume that everybody's trying to crash their car, okay? This is really a weird thing called social trust where we just assume that everybody else is trying to get to work and stay alive on the highway. And it turns out that doesn't always work out right because you go out one day and some crazy person crashes their car into you, or somebody tries to commit suicide by cop, by holding up the mini mart and then charging the police, um, or a million other things happen where people don't act rationally. But the reality is most of the world is acting rationally most of the time. And so if one election worker somewhere doesn't do their job right, or two election workers somewhere don't do their job right, or there's a little error here or a little error there, um, that will happen. But the people in the know, for instance, Trump's own team has testified under oath that they told the president that didn't appear to be any fraud. People have combed through the numbers and can't see any sign of obvious fraud. Um, 
And again, like I said before, if you've got the if you've got the fraud, you got a good story of the fraud, post them here and we'll look at them. Uh, or call this number, 717-906-5319, and we'll try to discuss them here. Um, my biggest problem is, uh, you know, pe people say, oh, there was this fraud. And we trace the fraud back, and we look for it, and Trump's people can't find it, and later people can't find it, people who've done massive studies can't find it, and occasionally somebody finds something that suggests it was possible. Um, but nobody can pin down for me or anyone else what this fraud is. But then Trump comes out and says, and, and Bannon in the war room, right, in his war room, uh, kind of like my war room with that cool Audi back there, um, saying, oh, we will deconstruct it, Bill Barr. How dare you? And we will get back to you, Bill Barr, and we will show you uh, how wrong you really were. But first, we must be reelected, and then we will show you how wrong we really are. If that doesn't sound silly to you guys, the idea that they need to be reelected uh, before they can get back to you. Um, now, Vance, you're saying they put those ballots multiple times through the machine. You got a source for that. Source it, baby. Put a link in here. Uh, uh, put it on my page. Post it right on my Facebook page, right? Because if you got the link that shows this, can prove this, show us the evidence, all right? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, but in order to believe this grift, right, that $250 million that Trump collected, $100 million a week after the election, and another $150 million over the next couple months, what did they do with all that money? Well, they must have hired teams of private investigators, and they must have hired teams of lawyers to prove this. Well, maybe they did because they filed 60-plus lawsuits, um, and a bunch of Republican judges, and a bunch of Democratic judges, but a bunch of Republican judges, even ones appointed by Trump, kept throwing them out of court either for lack of standing, I meaning you're not the right person to bring this suit. Um, and we'll give you kids a little inside baseball here. What, what do you think a lawyer does when he represents a client who doesn't have standing? Okay. Ooh, I'm going to answer my own question. He or she finds somebody with standing who's a friendly, right, or friendly enough, and co-ops them to bring them on board as a litigant. So a lot of times you'll notice lawsuits might have like the chief of police and Bob Smith deputy and Bob Smith in his individual capacity and Sally Sue concerned citizen from the township as plaintiffs in a case alleging that something's being mishandled with the police department. And they do that so that should the township or the police department or somebody claim that there's some kinds of standing issues, they'll be like, well, the chief has stand because... And, Sally Sue's a taxpayer, so she has taxpayer standing. And the deputy's an employee, so he has an employer-employee relationship that creates standing. Get in the picture here. If you have a real colorable claim, you can always find somebody with standing. It's very rare that you have no one with standing who's going to put their uh, stamp of approval on the lawsuit, unless, of course, the people you went to who might have standing, who might be friendly to you, uh, are just like everybody else. You're like, no, there's no evidence. I'm not signing my name to something that will cause me to get disbarred. I'm not signing my name to something that caused me to get sanctioned. Uh, a bunch of these lawyers have been sanctioned. Can you guys see where this is going? Can you see the grift here, right? So they got booted for standing, got booted for lack of evidence. But now suddenly, you know, with all that quarter of a billion dollars uh, in their pocket, they're going to come back and they're going to prove what really happened. 
but first, you've got to elect them. So remember, uh, George Carlin does the stand-up routine. I really like George Carlin. God rest his soul, right? Uh, he says, you know, he's omnipotent. He's everywhere. He's all present. He'll strike you dead. He loves you. You know, just describing God. And then says, but by the way, he needs your money because despite all those powers and all that majesty, he's really bad with money. Of course, my delivery isn't anything like Carlin's. But what George Carlin was pointing out is kind of like how I feel about the Trump situation. If you give me more money, if you give me more time, I will do all the things I couldn't do with the first quarter billion dollars. But by the way, when I don't deliver, I'll simply keep saying I'm being blocked by the deep state. Um, Bill Barr, who I appointed, turned out to be a deep stater. Bill Barr's replacement, who I appointed, turned out to be a deep stater. Jeff Sessions, who I appointed, turned out to be a very bad man and not good because he didn't do nothing about that Comey. Um, uh, Rex Tillerson, who I appointed, didn't do a good job at State Department. Uh, that that the guy I appointed as, as a Secretary of Defense or uh, National Security Director turned out to be a deep state member. and I was fooled yet again. My daughter, Ivanka, really wasn't paying any attention to the election now that she says that maybe she kind of agreed with Bill Barr. So she was just checked out. Everything has an explanation, a plausible explanation that leads to you needing to vote for them and give them some more money so they can unswamp the swamp. Well, what's the swampiest thing of swampness? giving $60,000 to your daughter-in-law to appear at a speech. That was so important. We have to stop the steal. We must have this rally. We must storm the, oh, I didn't say storm the Capitol, did I? But we must have this rally. We must get you to DC. Something wild's gonna happen. But by the way, that gal needs 60K to talk for two minutes and she's my daughter-in-law. And oh, maybe some of the money came from this other big money donor who was funding this event. So it didn't come out of the little guy's 250 million. It was partly funded by the big guy. But we all believe so strongly in this that we gave ourselves $60,000. What else did they pay to themselves? We'll find out, right? That's the grift. Just give me one more chance. One more chance, baby, and I'll fix it this time. Oh, boy. I'm waiting here. Dom, what are you saying? Looks like Trump's endorsements are doing well in Nevada and South Carolina. That is true. He has, still has clout in spite of the January 6th hearing. Trumpers don't care about facts, clearly. Well, it takes time. Remember, Watergate was around for a long time, right? Watergate was around for a really long time. And it took months and months for the public to catch up with what was going on. We're, with the polarization like it is and people... So, you know, I'll hear guys say things like, and I don't think this is true of Vance or Donald or William, uh, who we've got here today, because I know you guys, um, we may all disagree on certain things, but I think everyone is willing to engage. I find nothing more fascinating when people are like, I just turned those hearings off because it was BS. I heard the first five minutes. The first five minutes were some statements, right? Did you stick around long enough to watch William Barr, Trump's handpicked AG? Did you stick around long enough to watch the son-in-law and the daughter talk about what they knew? Did you stick around to watch all the Republican lawyers say, how about Jason Miller? Jason Miller, who regularly appeared on uh, CNN as a Republican and Fox News as a Republican and worked for Donald Trump. So Jason Miller is now part of the deep state because with his little mask on, remember he was wearing a mask on the video at the hearing, with his little mask on, he was lying suddenly. Again, just remember, this is the arc. You're with us or you're a deep stater. And then you were with us 
and then you became a deep stater. If you're a family member, you were with us, but then you checked out, we won't call you a deep stater. If you're not with us and you're one of our donors, we just need $9.99 and we are going to put it into the special election, official election defense fund. And with all that money that we gather from all your retirees down there in the villages in Florida, um, uh, yeah, I'm looking for a Vance. I can't see it here, but we'll find it and, and I will attach it. I will attach it to this video when it's over. Um, and we'll talk about it on the next airing if we have to, because um, I'm, if you've got something, that's what I'm telling people. You've got some stuff. Let's see it. Uh, but anyhow, back to, you know, if we took your money and we used it to convince you that there was fraud, you know, we told you there was some fraud. We got your money. We ran some more ads on fraud. Uh, you're with us or you're with the terrorists, right? Well, that's, that's always how it goes, right? You know, you're either with us or you're against us. You want to make this easy or you want to make this hard on you. Um, my problem with Trump and these guys, and I have no problem with Trump up and until uh, he refused to stand down after the election and give over to the orderly transfer. And that's one of the other big bugaboos I hear. People are like, there's no way 80 million people voted for that Joe Biden liberal scumbag. Okay. Let's, let's break that down for a second. Your proposition is he couldn't have won because of his politics, right? But you're always telling people that you need money to fight the liberals before they take control because there are idiots out there who will vote for them, right? Or else you wouldn't even need campaign donations if nobody in their right mind would ever vote for a liberal. So that's number one. Number two, there are areas of the country where liberals always win. Uh, AOC, uh, uh, and I would love to have her on the show. Uh, AOC is is not my political um, favorite in, in everything she espouses. But somewhere a majority of the people in her jurisdiction had, keep sending her back to Congress because they think she's spicy. She's perfect for them. They love her. Right? Right? Um, and they'll vote for her again because they love her. You think they would vote for Donald Trump in her jurisdiction? Oh, but Carl Queens has to be an aberration. That's just one really big group of dumb people who have a higher income on average than the people in my community. Oh, yeah, okay. Or how about they just have a different way of viewing the world than you do rightly or wrongly? And in America, our founding fathers recognized that every state would want representation. And we wouldn't even need representation if everybody agreed on everything. Hell, we wouldn't even need a democracy, right? So in the meantime, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think is a complete nutbag, right? Um, who's about as ignorant as the day is long. Uh, give me a break, right? But you know what? Some people from Georgia or wherever the hell she's from, South Carolina, I don't know, somewhere with a banjo, I'm sure. Um, I know, I'm stereotyping. Yeah, terrible, Carl, I know. Anyhow, I'm going to get catch black for that, I trust you. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is down in some rural area convincing everybody that she's the cat's pajamas, right? Because she knows how to shoot a gun and skin a cat and run a trot line and all that good stuff. And, and she's a Christian and she believes in God and she knows that them liberals are trying to strip us of all our rights and all our God-given everything because they hate America and they hate God. Hey, that's what the people down there want to hear. That's how she gets into office. So if we go all around the country, it turns out about half the people want a Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
and about half people want an AOC. So if you had an election between a Donald Trump and a Hillary Clinton, right, Donald Trump could pull from both sides, and he did, and he won. But four years later, when Donald Trump has wrapped his arm around Stephen Miller, the uh, INS racist in chief, as I like to call him, and talked about, you know, wanting to get more immigration from white countries, uh, maybe he didn't say it that way, uh, and has done some other things that may have driven some people away from him. Uh, maybe just being president is always not helpful because you ha can't live up to all your promises. But for whatever reason, now, remember, we got a country that's, again, equally split between liberals and conservatives, and they have a choice between sleepy Joe Biden or bat guano crazy orange man Trump, right? And I know some of you don't like it when I call the orange man orange um, because somehow calling the orange man orange is – you know, using skin color, I've been told. Uh, maybe I should work that out of my repertoire. I'll, I'll study it the same way uh, Howard Stern did the R word for a number of years and work my way back to it um, and maybe purge it from the show after my ratings are high enough. Maybe we'll stop calling him the orange man. Um, but my, my serious point on this is Trump uh, uh, was a choice, right? that may have not been as palatable for some people. So this concept that the election must have been rigged because there's no way that Donald Trump beat Joe Biden is just somebody who couldn't conceive of themselves voting for Joe Biden. Um, yeah, go orange or go home. That's what I, I agree. See, now you guys are joining in on the fun too. Um, if, well, I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not. Um, by the way, I posted something on my Facebook page about gas mileage, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But if you don't think Biden could ever win, then you're not qualified to analyze the election because you're making a fundamental human mistake. You're assuming that everybody thinks like you do. You're assuming that everybody has the same values you do or close. And the way I would like to explain it is really rich people, they know that there's poor people, but they assume that most people live like they do. And really poor people, they know there's rich people, but they assume most people live like they do. And middle-class people know that they're somewhere in the middle, but they assume that most people live like they do. And kids who wake up with Christmas trees in the living room think that most everybody has a Christmas tree in the living room. And kids that wake up with menorahs and no Christmas tree, they know that other kids have Christmas trees, but they're pretty sure that the menorah is normal. You know, that's, that's how we live our lives. Uh, if you live in a little town and you have a barbecue grill and you go fishing on the weekend, you have that in common with millions of other people across the country. And you don't have that in common with millions of other people across the country. And that's hard to grasp. Uh, think of a potato chip factory. Now imagine 100 pounds of potato chips going down the conveyor belt every second, right? In a second or two, more potato chips are going to go by than you'll ever eat in your lifetime. And in the course of an hour, enough potato chips will go by to feed a town for years. And we have factory after factory after factory producing potato chips. Gazillions of pounds of potato chips, right? Because that's how big the world actually is. So if you think you have a lot in common with a lot of people, you do. But remember, you don't have a lot in common with a lot of other people, too.
So when we start thinking that elections should be clearly decided because one candidate is obviously better than the other, we're, we're getting into the delusional land. Um, the other thing is you'd have to believe that major parties are picking duds, which is always possible. But generally speaking, they're going to put forward people that are unpalatable enough to their people. And given the registration breakdowns in the country, et cetera, we would usually expect the race to be fairly close. Lopsided races are when people win by, what, four, five, seven points one way, because then that makes like a 10-point spread, 14-point spread. Um, so don't, don't get ahead of your skis and assume that because Biden won, there must be fraud. There's no way anyone voted. He didn't have rallies. Well, guess what? There were a lot of people who voted for Trump that never went to a Trump rally. In fact, if all the votes got were people that went to Trump rallies, all right, now, kids, bear with me for some math here for a second. Again, it's getting this perspective right. If Trump did one rally a day, right, one rally a day for 365 days, that'd be 365 rallies, and if 10,000 people came to each rally, right, uh, that would be 3.6 million people. So if he had 10,000 people at a rally and he did one rally every day, that's all that voted for him. All he would have gotten was 3 million votes, which means because he got so many more votes than people that were at his rallies, most people who voted for Trump didn't go to a Trump rally. Most people who voted for Trump were never at a Trump rally. In fact, a large, giant majority of who voted for Trump never went to a Trump rally. Think about it. So why would it make a difference if Joe Biden held rest? Well, I couldn't see the enthusiasm. I could. It's just impossible. No, you're missing the point. You couldn't see the enthusiasm in most people. Um, on the other hand, if he'd have gone out and run kind of, uh, um, they don't line the highways for miles when Biden comes to town. Who cares? That's not a measure. That's not a measure. So let me give you an example. Okay. They put this movie out. Uh, what's what's what is that? Downing Town Abbey or something like this, right? The old British people, the king and the queen come to visit downstairs and the helpers are upstairs, right? I never heard of that. It's sold big. Those people don't line the streets either. They're like little old people and middle-aged wackos and Anglophiles and probably Don Stevens. Um, and they all go to the movie theater when that movie came out or bought it online or whatever. On the other hand, when one of these crazy NASCAR drivers comes down through Carlisle, I drive down 81 and I can see all the NASCAR fans out on the bridge. But I assure you, the fact that I don't see football fans lining the bridges doesn't mean that there are more NASCAR fans than football fans or vice versa. Um, truckers. Yeah, truckers for Trump. Uh, how about the Teamsters? A lot of Teamsters are truckers. I don't know if the Teamsters broke for Trump or not. So again, are truckers for Trump? I, I know a lot of truckers. Um, sitting right here at this desk, I talk to them every day. In fact, I was just down in Gettysburg with somebody from a major trucking company who's a driver trainer. and He's been watching hearings and laughing his butt off, calling Trump the grifter in chief. And he's a driver and trainer for a large transportation entity. Uh, because he's a trucker, am I supposed to have assumed? I w honestly, I did assume he'd probably be a Trump fan, so I was sort of surprised when I saw him talking to um, a woman that I know to be a Democrat at that event uh, and explaining what a douchebag uh, the orange man was. So, 
Again, you can't base it on what you think you see or what you believe. You gotta base it on what happens. Now, of course, it could have just been massive fraud brought upon us by the Illuminati and the secret society and the, the whole 11 other yards. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this show up tonight. Um, yes, truckers are not all morons. In fact, even Don, even truckers that are for Trump are morons. In fact, there's a lot of valid reasons to wanna to vote for Trump. There are a lot of valid reasons to have voted for Trump the first time. There are even good faith reasons to have voted for him the second time, mainly Joe Biden, right? Given the choice between the two. I fortunately didn't have to make that choice, right? I didn't have to vote in either one of those elections. It's kind of like the abortion thing. I don't ever have to decide that one, right? Uh, by the way, our Supreme Court is going to be deciding that one real soon. Um, I actually thought the committee might have held off um, on their hearing today because they thought maybe the Supreme Court was going to drop the abortion case, no pun intended. Um, but they did not. So maybe next week. I don't think anything is due to come out tomorrow, but maybe it is. Um, we're going to see how a few more of these cases are decided. Big gun case coming out. We'll be talking about that, I'm sure. Um, listen, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting that back up. People don't line the highway for miles when Biden comes to town. I don't disagree with that. He's not exciting. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes when you're in a restaurant and you're not sure what to order, you get something that doesn't excite you because it seems safe, Right. It seems safe. Um, racists seem to have had good reasons to vote for Trump. He certainly gave them dog whistles. What do you tell the Proud Boys? Stand down, stand ready, or some weird thing like that. And then they showed up, right? Because they heard the whistle. Um, I don't think Trump planned that in advance. All right, put that number back up, 717-906-5319. This is, I don't want to talk about anything else, but if you've got information about election fraud, I want you to throw it up here right now. Last chance, because I'm going to end the show shortly. Uh, I wanted to see if anybody in the listenership, in which numbers, by the way, uh, I'm going to toot my own horn for one second. Now, a live stream on this gets a certain number of listeners, but there's actually going to four locations at once. It's going um, to a couple different feeds, Twitter, the Carl Rominger Show on Facebook, my personal Facebook, and YouTube. So across the aggregate, we pretty a pretty good number of views, but we also get a massive number of views after the fact uh, when it's not live. That's when most of the listenership and viewership is. And also on Spotify and uh, Apple. Um, so you can get it there as well. And we have, we have rough listener numbers there as well. Uh, the show has a pretty good reason. I'm happy with that. But the reason I'm putting this challenge out is because it's not like I'm asking 10 people. Uh, I put this out to thousands of Facebook followers earlier. I think what's funny is everybody has an election fraud story that's like a third-hand account. And that's the problem. We don't really have any great... Oh, wait, somebody's taking me up. Josh, Josh is coming on. Josh. I got... Right, Carl. You ready to talk election fraud? Well, I was like, no, it's irregularities. Uh, irregularities? What? Okay, go ahead. I thought irregularities are what happened to old men in the nursing home, but go ahead. It's just, it's just so much easier to say fraud than irregularities. Well, irregularities, irregularities are interesting, right? I mean, the term itself doesn't mean willful fraud. It just means something strange or different than normal, right? And fraud requires extraordinary proof in the law. And irregularity might not require the same level of proof. 
Um, but like, which irregularities were you most concerned about? Well, I mean, there's two different types of irregularities. I mean, you have uh, irregularities that have been concerned, like raised, raised, written, whatever, brought up mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, ballots go from New York to Lancaster. All right. So maybe it did, maybe there were, was a load of, you know, 12 skids of ballots with, you know, military people's names on them or whatever. We don't know. But it wasn't investigated. So, so we have an interesting question. Let me let me stop you about that one for a second, okay? So he's a truck yep. driver, right? Mm -hmm. Hauling U.S. mail. So the first right. thing I would want to see is his logbook, right? Because, yep. and because he's in the modern era, he's got to have an electronic logging device, an ELD. So has any has he ever presented or shown his ELD data to show where he drove from that night and where he went to with the GPS data? Well, I mean, according to what he's saying, it's he's just always been the standard route. That like. Well, I, I don't care if it's a standard route. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I got drivers driving right now, right? If I get the safety guy on the. Well, whoa, 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 okay. It could be their obligation to disclose it, but more importantly, when someone's trying to prove fraud and they've collected $250 million to prove the fraud with, one would think their lawyer would issue a subpoena to the post office and say, could thou please provide me with this truck driver's log so I can verify that he did drive for, at the time frames and places he claims he drove on the dates and times he claims he drove. And while I've got your attention, can you attach the bill of lading um, and mail certification, because there's paperwork that accompanies all U.S. mail, by the way. The truck is sealed. Um, actually hire drivers who work for the mail uh, in my current profession, so I know what they have to have. Now, if that stuff doesn't exist, that gets even more interesting, right? Then, then did, was he really in the truck, or did somebody, was it a secret load of stuff? Um, and if he's a truck driver, why is he taking a load if it's not being properly logged, et cetera, et cetera, and how is he getting paid? I'm just saying, it's an interesting story, but there's so much documentary evidence that either exists and is easily requested or didn't exist and raises major questions. And therefore, we, if, it, if they got that answer, we'd know it didn't exist already. So well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. It, so why doesn't, why hasn't the federal... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me stop you, Josh. How is it the post office's job to raise that? There's a guy claiming fraud, right? There's a driver who says there was a fraud and there's a campaign that collected $250 million to investigate fraud. And you're telling me they just ignored that claim and never investigated it? Then what the hell do they do with that $250 million? I'm telling you what happened. Buddy, read between the... documentation would either back it up or dispute it and a lack of documentation might tend to prove it but what i'm trying to tell you is if that stuff existed that showed he was truthful in everything he said right who would be waving that around in the air right now trump or trump's people why didn't they bring it to court they keep saying judges threw him out and it wasn't fair but they had 250 million dollars they brought a lot of their losses together in New York or whatever, right? Right. But they kind of ignore Pennsylvania. Like, we, we, we pretty much just got, like, you know, ignored completely because who's going to, 
who's going to challenge any of those things here on the ground. Well, what are you talking about? Rudy Giuliani was up in the middle of Pennsylvania at the courthouse. Did you hear what Rudy Giuliani did up there in, uh, I think it was uh, Lycoming Courthouse with the federal judge? Uh, it seems to be very ill-reported Ill upon whatever Rudy Giuliani does. So. Well, what Rudy was doing up there, besides that was the day the hair dye was draining down his face, okay? That's kind of a famous day. The That's hair awesome. dye sort of took over. But he was in court, and the federal judge asked him, Rudy, or he said Mr. Giuliani, I believe, uh, which legal standard are you proceeding under? And you know what Mr. Giuliani said? Why, the applicable legal standard, Your Honor. And the judge said, well, I understand there are several applicable legal standards. Which one do you believe applies to this case? And he said, the applicable one, Your Honor. You know why he said that? Because he didn't know the three basic constitutional uh, legal standards to correctly cite which one he wanted the judge to apply. How does that happen? Because he's out of his freaking gourd. He was probably drunk. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with him, but, I mean, he, but if well, that's who you send to court, how do you expect to win when the guy, Josh, how can you expect to win a court case if a lawyer walks into court and can't tell the judge what legal standard he is proposing the court uses? That's like asking a third grader his ABCs. I, I, I can't tell it any other, listen. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I haven't been in court. Josh, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna filibuster you for I'm going to filibuster you for one second. I wasn't there. Another lawyer besides Rudy Giuliani running like six different states investigation or whatever. Well, like why, why would he be like the only guy like doing anything? Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Trump had $250 million he collected for this purpose, right? Where were they spending it? Where was the money going? They should, they should have been spent at the local uh, election board reviewing election yeah. records. You know where they spent it? It looks we, we think we know where they spent it. They Kimberly Guilfoyle got 60k of it. 100 million of it went to Trump's PAC or something like this for for uh, uh, whatever purpose that was. And uh, uh, none of it seems to have been spent on actually investigating the elections. And that seems pretty obvious when they show up in court with no evidence, with nothing to show or nothing to say. Hey, judge, here's why we need more time. And I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I think part of that is because historically, you know, there's not a few people that ever challenge elections or even look into election records or whatever. So to have uh, a cop, like an understanding of how, you know, it's properly conducted on a, you know, okay. a, a, a speculation so, type situation. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to um, give you a, gonna, Josh, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give, I haven't, I haven't litigated a case in years. Okay. So I'm going to try to remember this. There are three legal standards to constitutional questions. One's called the rational basis. That means that the legislature or the government need only have a rational basis for what they want to do. And it doesn't even have to be right. It just has to be a rational explanation. That is the lowest level of scrutiny. The highest level of scrutiny is strict scrutiny. And the government must show a need for what it wants to do. And no less restrictive means is available. And then there's the intermediate standard, which is in between, which implies it, the government has to have a, a goal, but it doesn't have to be the only way they can do it. And the government just has to show kind of a cost benefit analysis and, and they should succeed. But it's so it's in between the rational. Those are the three constitutional standards. Okay. I learned those in my second, no, I'm sorry, my first year of law school. 
There are things that when a lawyer is asked, which constitutional, when you go into a court case for a constitutional matter, you should know the three levels of scrutiny. More importantly, you should know cases that talk about the electional scrutiny. Now, in reality, there was a local attorney named Mark Scaringi on that case, and Rudy and Trump fired Scaringi, I'm told, or removed him from the oral argument or whatever, and I could be corrected here, but I was told that at the 11th hour, when the lawyer who had prepared was, was most knowledgeable about the case was ready to go into court, Trump sidelined him and sent Rudy in. Whose fault is that? Is that, is that, is that the deep state? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Is that the deep state at its if best? If you're actually trying to investigate a particular scenario, you would put people individually in charge of those tasks. Right, so how is Rudy handling all these cases, right? He can't. the whole country on Rudy's shoulders. Right, you know? but you, now, now let's back up and explain how that actually happened. That actually happened because from the very beginning, all the lawyers in the White House were telling Trump there was no election fraud. All the lawyers from the DOJ, except for the one guy who wanted to become in charge of the DOJ, were telling Trump they couldn't find anything. All the states were telling Trump they couldn't find anything. And all the big law firms who handle election law matters refused to sign off on it because they didn't want to lose their law licenses like Rudy and a few of the other lawyers did for bringing forward fraudulent information. So the reason why Rudy had the weight on his shoulders, quite simply, was because nobody else wanted to touch it because there was no merit to it. And that's that's the sad truth. But or, or that they're afraid of the deep state. No, no, no. That's that's the self-fulfilling this deep state. Right. Bill Barr, he's my new attorney general and he's the best man for the job. Oh, wait, he doesn't agree with me? Now he's a member of the deep state. Uh, the judges I appointed, the judges I appointed, listen, listen, the judges I appointed were approved by the Federalist Society. The Federalist Society said, these are the judges, Trump, you appoint, they're on your list. I appoint all of them, 10 of them rule against me. I guess the Federalist Society forgot to check to see if they were members of the deep state. The deep state is like um, uh, the fibromyalgia of of uh, explanations right uh, i have undescribed pain so i must have fibromyalgia right that's what the doctor tells you it must be fibromyalgia well the deep state is whenever we don't like the result we didn't lose on the merits we didn't lose because we didn't have a case we didn't lose because we had the wrong idea we must have lost because of a secret cabal of they these imaginary people who are all plotting against me Oh, but by the way, I can I can completely outplay the deep state if you give me more money and reelect me, because the next time around, I'll pick all the right people who won't turn out to be secret members of the deep state. Right. Isn't that really what Trump's grift is these days? Well, I think when he first got elected, he, he fired over like 100 people kind of and moved them along that were questionable in his opinion. So um, who were working for him for all those years with uh, impeachment again, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, what you have to look at is one, like there's just one scenario, one question. Yeah, Trump makes a claim like there's 58,000 illegal that voted or non-U.S. citizens that voted in Texas. Right. Okay? And the attorney general says, I'm going to, you know, I spent $22,000 looking for election fraud, but I couldn't find anything. So what the attorney general is saying is with $22,000 worth of effort, I'm unable to locate a, a single, what's that from? Because we were out back okay. on the indoor case. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I can't find a single illegal person that right. was that voted in Texas. 
that was, you know, maybe strictly, oh, because we have an open border. So that'd be like saying that our border is that secure, being open, that nobody would vote. Here, here's the problem. Texas. Texas is controlled by Republicans, right? So you're telling me that Greg Abbott and the lieutenant governor there and everybody else who are Republicans, and they've been the Republicans there for 20 years, A, have a system that allows illegals to vote potentially, and B, can't catch any of them at it despite. So, so that's like, again, like, I guess all the Republicans in Texas are somehow failing Trump yet again, right? Because all Republicans are always failing Trump when they can't well, I mean, find it. If, if they actually did this $22,000 worth of research, there would be some type of, you know, analyzation, like, oh, we did, you know, we looked for, you know, in this area, looked along these, these counties that are along the border, and we checked all these records right. from all the... So, 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 I got good news for you. I got, I got good news. I got great news for you. I know where there's $250 million we can use to try to find that fraud in Texas. We just need to take a little bit out of Trump's pocket. That's a very good point. I'm not saying that point's not valid. Right. At the same time, the other questions that have been raised along the line have been answered. Well, listen, the guy, listen, listen, listen. Josh, I could raise a question like, Josh, I prove to me that you didn't rob a bank in the last 20 years, right? You can't prove that to me because you'd have to account for every second of your whereabouts and show that you weren't anywhere near a bank robbery for the last 20 years, okay? It's not your job to prove that there was no bank robbery that you were involved in for the last 20 years. First, I need to bring forward some evidence of a bank robbery and a connection to you. And then I have to have enough proof that a judge finds probable cause and then a jury's going to determine if there's enough evidence of it, and you'll have the opportunity to defend yourself and cross-examine witnesses and stuff. But you don't have to do any of that until I bring some stuff forward, right? And I have to bring enough forward. If, if Trump wants to show election fraud, he needs to bring enough forward to cause that inquiry to happen. And 60 judges told him no, 61 judges. One judge said, yes, you're right, Mr. Trump, but it didn't change the outcome after we looked at everything. Let the lawsuit go forward. Um, there is in our legal how system. That, how can that be possibly made by a federal judge? That determination, whatever those type of determinations, have to be made by a state court judge. So, uh, and that. No, it depends what the like, claim is. There's no interstate crime in that situation. I mean, in, in Arizona and in Michigan, they weren't. We weren't hearing about you know truckloads of ballots. Right. So, from, so in know, Arizona, in Arizona, the state, know, the state legislature. Okay. Whoa, 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 Josh, 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 Josh. Josh. Prove you're not on a methamphetamine right now. Okay. Slow down. Um, said, prove you're not on meth right now. You're talking really fast. You know, I'm, I'm joking with you. No, but seriously, think about this for a minute. Um, Arizona legislature spent millions of dollars on an audit that showed that there was no widespread election fraud. And then in fact, really found a few more votes for Biden, that there was actually an undercount of Biden's votes. And, it, and Biden came out of that review by the Arizona legislature with slightly more votes. Again, the Republican Arizona legislature paid millions of dollars for this special audit. So Arizona was audited and it went against Trump. But no one wants to talk about that because, well, it doesn't fit into the election fraud grift, right? Um, Look that up. Fact check me on that. You will discover that Arizona legislature spent millions of taxpayer money chasing down the demons the Trump campaign and Rudy said were existing in Arizona, and they weren't there. There was a there was a big push to decertify the you know the results. So like the state certified the results, 
saying, oh, everything's good. But then after time passed, there was some controversy, and then there was a push to decertify results in a lot of the states. There was a big push cards. because somebody spent two, the $250 million you're supposed to be using to investigate to cause people to think that there was something there. But I want, I want to remind you, look up the Arizona stuff, and I challenge anybody listening to me, look up the Arizona stuff. You're going to see that the Arizona Republicans paid big taxpayer dollars to check out all these election fraud claims, and all they found out was that Joe Biden actually got more votes than they originally thought. So Arizona actually went farther into Biden's territory by a handful of votes over the 10,000 that were already, he was already up, despite all these claims of fraud, after it was all checked out by the Republicans themselves and the people they hired, not by some wacky Democrats. Yeah, the Republicans didn't want to lose their position by challenging the results because they gained in those states. So, so what you're telling me is there was this really elaborate voter fraud run that was run just against Trump, but not against Republicans in general now. I, think, I mean, it could have been for just, I mean, they could do whatever they want, according to, you know, the fact that the election computers have routers in them. They use Dominion uh, machines in Arizona? I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's too many details that I don't think anybody knows. We do know that. It's, it can all be looked up. That's the beauty of it. That's my point on all this. What do you mean who has that point? That time. Listen, for $250 million, you know how many lawyers you can hire for a year? You can hire at $250,000 a year, four lawyers for a million bucks. You can hire a thousand lawyers for $250 million to spend a year looking at this stuff. Imagine that, a thousand lawyers spending a year. That's how much money they collected to look into this. We're a year and a half on, and they don't have butt kiss to show you, except the promise that if you give them some more money and vote them back in, they'll show you something. I mean, dude, like the Halbop comet came and went, and some people apparently left with it, right? Because they, they, they wore their purple tights and killed themselves at the right moment. They got to go up to the Halbop comet. That's what's going on here right now. People are getting a promise. If you do this and do this and do this, then that'll happen. Well, it didn't quite happen, you know. So here's I mean, what we got to do now. Really, what would be the problem with having another? Pre I mean, outside of Biden running for a second term, because, you know, Trump can run again. Biden. No one wants Trump to run again Biden. except Trump and a bunch of people. Well, who, what, what happens if we have somebody like Ron DeSantis run for president, or you know, somebody else that's not Trump that's actually, you know, he he can win. A lot of people thought. So. I mean, is that just, you know, going to happen? I mean, is that going to be... Is it possible? Real, Let me ask you a question. Is it possible that a Democrat... You live in the United States of America, right? I just want to I just want to ask you a hypothetical question. Are, are you telling me that no Democrat could ever win president again in the United States? That's impossible for a Democrat to win president. Therefore, if we have other elections... I'm saying if Trump, the Republicans have a choice for president... Um, Trump's not, not getting the nomination. Trump's not getting the nomination. Trump's not getting the. We all know Trump's not getting the nomination. I mean, we know that. I think. I think, I think it would be made. I think it would be uh, advantageous for our country to have a different viewpoint. I. We, at the same time, in contra contradiction to what the former administrations on the Democrat side have done and allowed to happen, Trump's you know, at the time was a better choice because, you know, once again, you put these big candidates on the ballot, there's difficult for anybody to compete against 
I mean, who could, who could have beat Trump? I mean, at the time, you know, he's taking on Hillary. Who could have actually beat him besides, besides Trump? I mean, who could have done the job? I mean. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, the Democrats are probably going to put up somebody more dynamic this time around. The Republicans are probably going to put up a guy like DeSantis, or if they really get smart, they're going to put up like Halle Bar, you know, the 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 the, the, uh, the gal from the South, Halle Bar. Was it what? Not Halle Barber. Uh, what's your name? Oh gosh, uh, Indian American governor from South Carolina. Um, what was Halle? Uh, is, it Bar- is it Barber? I don't know. I can't remember her last name. I can't, I can't um, say. Yeah. Anyway, somebody else would be, you know, a breath of fresh air. I mean, the whole political process is so we can hear new people. Like, continu- continually having somebody in office for 45 years and have to kind of, like, you know, rule under that kingdom is kind of, you know, and be a slave to that kingdom is kind of, like, unfair to the process oh. of, you L- know, listen, elections. Listen, we, we live in this weird society where we keep, and I've said this before, we keep picking billionaires and hundred millionaires to run for both parties, right? There's no poor people running at the top. Nikki Haley, that's who we were thinking of, Nikki Haley. Um, thank you, Donald Stevens. I was thinking Nikki Barr, I don't know why I say that. Nikki Haley. I think Nikki Haley would be a great choice, but she's female and her skin's not as uh, pale as a lot of my Republican friends prefer their candidates, so that could be a big tripping point. I'm gonna catch some flack for that, but um, you know, that that look, is- Look what they did, they- Look what they did to Kathy Barnett. I mean, it's all about what the mainstream media decides to, who they want to get behind. If you want to completely ignore somebody for like 13 months while right. they're out there, you know, shaking hands and meeting people um, and acting like they don't exist until the election's over, then, you know, those people don't have a chance. And those contributions that are made by those gigantic media companies uh, are controlling our politics and in office. The, gi- gigant- the guy who owns half the media in the United States is named Rupert Murdoch, and he also owns Fox News. So... You know, you've got a, you've got uh, a few people that own CNN uh, Corporation. You've got the New York Times. You've got you've got uh, uh, the Dame Media. You've got uh, Claire Sinclair Broadcasting. You've got a couple families that control U.S. media. Uh, some of whom are foreign families. Some of whom are conservative. And some of whom are liberal. But once again, a few people control that filter. Josh, I got to go. I'm not filtered, uh, but I do have to work tomorrow. Uh, this is just my hobby. So I appreciate your call, and uh, I will talk to you probably Sunday, all right? Good work, Carl. Thank you, boss. Yeah, it is really just a hobby, right? We can make this a business. You know, maybe you'll know when it's a real business because I'll have my my pillow here and my Giza Dream Sheets. Um, yeah, 95% of the media controlled by six companies. Thank you, Vance. That 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 is the problem. That is the problem in America today. That sums it up right there. 95. Now, good news, we got this. We've got to get more people involved. Uh, I also want to start getting like uh, guests on the show here. So if you know somebody you think would be a good guest or you want to be a guest, um, Josh is my official co-host, actually. But if you want to be a, a, a guest, um, get them in touch with me or introduce them to the show. And I'm going to ask you guys when you get off the air here, whatever feed you're looking at, please share it. Put it out to third parties for me. Um, we're going to try to grow this audience and I appreciate your time. And I really, really appreciate you guys listening. And uh, Vance, thanks for that. 95% media controlled by six companies. Let that sink in. I will talk to you guys on Sunday night, 8 p.m.